Good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of you, wherever you are listening in this world. Thank you so much for being here today for another session of the Saturday Morning Motivation Show. I am your host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. The Mediator and Shiro, right here at our Ground Zero. Special shout-out to those of you who are joining me over in the call query, and of course those in our show chat room, and those of you who are listening to us in the replay on various players throughout the the net. Thank you so much for believing in my dream, helping it to remain a reality for so many people. For those of you who may be new, let me give you a quick rundown of how our show flows. We always start off with you being in a seated or lying position with your eyes closed so that we can do our breathing exercises, which you do throughout the program. This is our time, about 50 minutes or so of stress relief and release and some real talk about real issues that we experience in this thing called life. This is part 28 of our Attitude and Altitude Series Marathon. It runs through December 31st of this year. So we're almost done. So we're coming down the home stretch. Our marathon will be ending, and we will be starting our new um, show sessions come the beginning of 2017. We're going to do our part to help you prepare for the new you and the new year, and we need you to do yours as, as well. You know, it's December. It's time to prepare for that change that you've been waiting for. You know, if you want change, you have to do what? Change. You're not going to experience it if you're sitting still or or just lying in stagnant water waiting for something to happen differently. If you have not made the effort to change things. As I said earlier, these sessions would be more intense, so today I'm keeping my promise. Uh, This program is all about making peace with the demons of our past. Sometimes it's okay to listen to the voices in our heads. But as always, before we get started, we're going to get ready for our breathing exercises. As I said, you must be in a lying or seated position with your eyes closed. This is This is not something that you do in a standing position. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Of course, I don't want you to lose your balance, fall, anything like that. I want you all to be in the absolute best health possible for the beginning of the new us and the new year. So while you're getting ready, special shout out again to all of our Listeners over on the Armed Forces Radio Network, 
Hello to all of our sisters who have and are serving in our armed forces. We want you to know how much we appreciate you. We respect and honor you each and every day. And we also want to send out a special shout out to our fellow brethren as well. We thank you for your service and we keep you in our prayers constantly. Okay, so if everyone is ready, we're going to start our program. We have a lot to cover in this 60 minutes, so we're going to get going. Eyes closed, lying back, seated. Let's go. Let's inhale. Now exhale slowly. One more time. Inhale. Now exhale. Let's do that one more time together. Inhale. Now exhale. I want you to continue your breathing exercises throughout our program. This is the time when I speak about things that so many of you hold inside. You don't vocalize. You tend to internalize. So these shows are all about keeping it real, saying the things that matter. And if you didn't know, a lot of these discussions are inspired by several things. Number one, life in general. And number two is a book that I wrote um, some years ago after my uh, divorce. Um, It's called Silent Noise Lip Service. So a lot of pieces and our discussions are inspired by pieces from the book, which are pieces from my life and the lives of others who I have helped along this journey. I put all of their stories uh, to poetic form. And um, today is no different. We're back to um, talking about real life experiences and uh, a piece from my book. This piece is called The Voice in the Dark, and I'm going to get very real with you all. So many things have been happening to me, not just in my life, but recently. Um, I've gone through some really traumatic experiences, and this particular piece was inspired by the turmoil I was going through when I was still married to my abuser, and it's called The Voice in the Dark. And if you remember, I said in our show description that, you know, sometimes it's okay to listen to the voices in our heads. Well, this piece is no different. Darkness embraced my body. Chaos invaded my mind. After it violated my soul, I waited for the evil lying next to me to loosen its grip. I stared into the night. Old Man Moon brought a dim light that illuminated the room. My eyes adjusted as I stared at the monster. I watched it take slow, peaceful breaths. My hand caressed my silver savior that was locked and loaded. My trigger finger toyed with it. All I had to do was pull. I introduced my knight in shining armor to the back of the demon's head. Suddenly, I heard a voice in the darkness whispering to me, 
Hold on just a little longer. Your day of deliverance will soon come to thee. I fought to ignore it. My conscience urged me to obey. So I surrendered. Had I ignored the voice and allowed my will to win, my steel savior would have become my impending sin. Tears flowed, my body shook, and the dawn broke. The night of horror, a distant memory, the daylight brought me one day closer to freedom, evil in my life that called me its lovely wife. A year has passed, and I come home alone. No one here but my memories and me, but thanks to the voice, I am recovering, surviving, and free. You know, so many of us, we have fallen to that point where we were about to sell our souls to the devil himself. Just in the nick of time, something stopped us. Whatever that something was, it brought us back from the point of no return. Who or what was there for you when you were about to fall? I was victimized, but I'm not a victim. I am a survivor. So for me, but for the grace of God, I would have written this book from jail. You know, I believe that it was God's voice for me. Whomever your deity is, if that's the voice that you hear, listen to it. For me, it was God's voice who told me to hold on a little longer. So when you think you're out of options, grab onto your faith or something that will take you to a memory of a happier time. I decided to um, go back to uh, or to pick this topic Tomorrow for the Sunday Morning Inspiration, we'll be talking about helping me to understand why so many of us stay in unhealthy relationships. But today, this session was inspired by something that I had touched on last week, a young lady who saw one of her her ex-significant uh, um, other uh, she had left him some time ago, and he tracked her down, and he decided to beat her to the point of death because she had found her voice and her strength, and she had left him. But so many people don't know how to let go. They don't want to be felt. They don't want to feel like they have lost. And we as women sometimes, and some men as well, I don't want anyone to think that we are not or I am not aware that men get abused too. They may not admit to it. They may not want the public to know that they are crying out in silence because society has said that men have to be this strong rock 
Boys don't cry. Men don't cry. You just stand there and you suck it up. Man up! That's what they say, but that's a show for another day. But certainly what I'm speaking about today could be applied to any and everyone. So many of us are under so many different stress mechanisms nowadays, and with uncertain times coming, it's bound to get worse for many of us. But when you're in an unhealthy environment, an unhealthy relationship, an unhealthy workplace, an unhealthy neighborhood, an unhealthy family environment, whatever it is, you need to find your strength to prepare. I must say this, to prepare. Preparation is everything. When we do things on a whim, we usually do them out of impulse, and that leads to a lot of problems. You know, there are so many people who I work with who are in abusive relationships. The first thing they want to do, I'm leaving. I got somebody to help me, and I'm leaving. Because they want, some people are drama magnets. Others really don't want to go yet. They're not at that point. They have convinced themselves that maybe if they make that threat, that things will become better, and their partners will will change suddenly and just Ask them to stay. Oh, baby, please don't leave me, baby, please. And sometimes they play that role. Sometimes the vicious cycle continues. And then every now and then someone sticks to their plan. I never raised my voice to my ex. I said, I'm divorcing you. He thought that it was a joke until... He was served with the papers, and that took a covert operation. The first day they showed up, he wasn't here. Um, The second time, we had to set up where I would call them on the phone and say, right now we're out at the store, we'll be home in so X amount of minutes. And I didn't want to leave the house when he was served, but I wanted to be locked in a safe place with a weapon, with a phone, so that I would call So I was locked in one of the the bathrooms of our home, and um, I had the phone, and I said, he's here. Um, I don't know for how long, but you need to get here. And they were right around the corner, and they served him. And he said, what's this about? She said, you've been served. We don't know you've been served. She and her husband showed up. The process server and her husband showed up, and um, he opened up the the package and um, He was outside of the bathroom door reading to me, telling me what it said. He said this, and your attorney said that, and they said this, and this and that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. And he said that I did this. Well, you might want to talk that over with the neighbor who you decided to um, have the affair with among the other women, but specifically the neighbor because she was right there in our backyard. And it had become very real to him. So for a short time, he was very nice. He was, um, every day when I would leave, he would go outside and yell, I love you. I wouldn't say anything. Now, the neighbors saw him and a neighbor creeping because the neighbors told me. Even though I already knew 
But let me tell you something about the difference. When you're married to someone and you have the marital domicile and all of this, and when you're dating someone, both sides need preparation, both sides. But when you're married, the rules change drastically. You get a bad judge, you could lose everything because the judge, and we've seen it in media. How many times have we seen judges say the most horrible things to the victims? There are judges out there who I think they get off under their little robes. They're probably excited as they can be because the power of someone's life and their existence is in their hands. And some of them have developed that God complex. And I have seen it because I am a court-appointed advocate. I have seen it in females and male judges. And I've spoken about this one male judge that I had gone before. Now I'm of the Dr. Hugh, and he told me to come back when he could see bruises on me. And I let him know, if you see bruises on me, that means that I'm probably at the brink of death. He didn't care. And from the looks of him, I could see why he probably had some type of a woman complex and he just didn't like us because I'm pretty sure that he had become a judge to prove something to someone because, you know, I usually don't go down this road, but you can tell when some people were probably not the most popular people in their lives. So they had to become someone in their adult life to prove their worthiness in this world. But then they want to take it out on the world. That's what I had to deal with. And when I had come across other women who the same judge had said the same things to, that was the beginning of one of my shifts. So I had to become that voice for someone else who's crying out in the darkness. And many, many years ago, I was doing a show and a lady had called in. And as a matter of fact, I was talking about this particular piece, The Voice in the Dark. And she called in and she said, well, it's good for you. I'm glad that you listened to your voice. I didn't. She said, I ignored mine. She talked for a while and then she had hung up and I didn't get her phone number. And she never called back. But to this day, I remember her words. They are lying in a haunting place in the back of my mind. I have never forgotten what she said, that she didn't listen. And I believe that her weapon was a knife. Now, what she did and how she did it and what happened, I don't know. But she kept saying that she didn't listen. I don't know if it was something um, recent or something that had happened, Uh But I do know that I don't want any of you to get to that point where you ignore the voice that's telling you the right thing to do. Now, some of you, you say you hear that voice that's telling you all the wrong things to do. And as I said, come my impending sin. Because you see, after my abuser got done violating me, He would wrap his arms and his legs around me so that I couldn't move. He made that a point. And it wasn't until he was in a deep sleep that he would loosen his grip. And it was that one night when it wasn't even about me. 
sometimes those of us who abuse, we don't think about us. We think about other people. And I just looked at that thing and knew that maybe he couldn't hurt another woman, didn't give a damn what the neighbor thought. But maybe he wouldn't be out there using other women and hurting someone else. And his daughter used to stay here with me. When he first started dating the uh, or seeing the neighbor, she would go with him. She, that's the only time that she had to spend with her dad. And I, I said, okay, she can come over on some weekends. But then he and the neighbor would disappear and leave her standing at her parents' house where she lived at the time. And she'd come home, tears in her eyes, saying, they left me. But you see... My ex was just such a narcissistic sociopath that he actually had convinced himself that he could get away with it. I'm going to have a wife and a home, and I'm going to have the neighbor. And he, he fed off of that. The things that he would do in the neighborhood, he wanted to be seen and heard constantly. Now, this is not the person who I was dating, and we had date nights, and we used to have fun and laugh. Totally different people. And some people might be saying, oh, no, he was the same. Let me say this. The person who I fell in love with was just a shell. The person inside, the real person, was the evil within. So the person who I thought I had fallen in love with never existed. And you've heard me say this before if you follow the shows. Yes, the neighbor's paying a hefty price now because she pretty much knows she has to. But then again, they're like two peas in a pod. And a neighbor who I spoke to recently, she said that she just saw them together. So they're still together. But if you listen to the words of our opening song for the day by Tori Lee, finally, near the end, what does she say? You know, one man's trash is the treasure of another one. I always say that my trash is now her trash. And the only text that I ever sent her, I said, he's your problem now. And I meant that. I have not spoken to him. I have not attempted to speak to him. I can't say the same from his end, but I can tell you from mine. When it's over, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? It's over. Why do we continually try to go back to places we are not meant to be and no one wants us to be? Why do you go to a place where you know you're not welcome? Why do you continually put yourself in a position to be hurt, harmed, or worse? Know your worth in this new year. Know your worth right now. We don't even have to wait until the new year. Know your worth right now. I need you to know your worth. I forgot to tell you all that there are times throughout our sessions where I get silent. Those are the times that I give you to reflect upon and digest on what has been discussed up to to your life. And, of course, I always say if you know someone who can benefit from these stories or these discussions, 
these pieces, whatever it is, please share the program. Share, 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 and share some more. I need you to take care of you. I need you to understand your worth. I need you to know the power of your no. I need you to understand when it's time to pack up and go. I need you this. Not just for a few months or a few days or weeks in the new year. I need you. To do this, 365 for the next lifetime, you to know your worth. If you go to work or someplace where you can put your game plan on paper where it cannot be found by anyone, because you know what, sometimes family members, friends, neighbors, They like the drama. Don't leave your plan where someone can find it. Don't leave your thoughts where someone can see them. Yes, there are some people who want to be discovered, who want to be found out, because now you have been conditioned to love the drama. You have to prepare yourself to get to that next level where you're not chasing the trouble, where you're not yearning for the heartache and pain. Find the right group of people. Find the people who you need around you, you safe. Find the people who you need around you where you can have that safe haven. It's been my dream since my whole experience to turn the home that I lived in into a safe haven for people. It could be a wonderful place for you to rest your head and know that no one's going to break in. And if they are, they may be met with something they're not prepared for. A place where you can come and let the cool breeze blow across your face. Excuse me. A place where you know that you're not alone. So I want to make this a healing house. Because for me, it's just my hell house, the house of bad memories. But I know that when come to visit, they enjoy the solace of it all. The wide open area. A place where you can look at the stars at night. For people who need to have that quiet place, we usually meet them somewhere. Because nowadays, some people are so techno-savvy, they're putting all types of tracking devices and things. We take their phones. We do all of that. 
them to be found. Now, some people want to be discovered. Some people want to be found. We go through great lengths to keep the people who we work with safe. The next day, if they want to go back, we cannot stop them. But if we're contacted and someone needs a safe haven, we are preparing to be that person. You know, to provide safe haven for someone at a hotel or motel, we don't have as much control as we do if we're at our own property doing our own things. We have surveillance. We have all of that. But here on our own property, we have the right to protect ourselves when we are in fear of imminent danger. And since we help those who are coming out of abusive situations, we're always in fear. And if you notice, most people, doesn't matter who they are, most people have some type of anger and hatred issues. They always go after people who they know that they can probably best. They never attack people or better. Never. And that's what makes so many people sometimes angry. They get like mad dogs. Because the people who they have convinced themselves that they could always control and walk over have stood up. How dare they? There's nothing worse in this world than knocking a narcissistic sociopath back a couple of notches. Cannot receive what they are willing to give. So, ladies and gentlemen, notice it. If you're a man and you're six foot seven and you're allowing some four foot nothing woman abuse you, beat you, whatever the case may be, think about it. Ladies, from a different point of view, your six foot seven abuser is looking at your four foot nothing, five foot eight, whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden, you find your voice and your strength, and you up and walk away. How dare you? That's what happens in their mind. You see, my ex doesn't know when to quit. He's still doing dumb stuff. Now he has a puppet to be his accomplice. And some of us, we don't have family that we can just call and say, hey, I'm going through X, Y, Z. to have those resources, and that's why we are here. Now, if you live over in Washington State, and I'm here on the on the East Coast in Maryland, D.C., Virginia, I'll have to give you the resources that are where you are to help you right then and there. And I promise you I will do that around you. You have to have the right group of people in your corner to keep reminding you that you are not alone. You have to. 
And I'm sorry, you know, I get messages that say, why are you doing the men? Why are you well, guess what? Men hurt too. And you have to remember something coming into this new year on both sides. The person who hurt you or the last one, two, three, four, six, eight, ten, or how many, the new person coming in your life is just that new. Don't give him or her a reason to walk away before you give them a reason to stay. Let me say that again. Do not give him or her a reason to walk away before you give them a reason to stay. Promise yourselves that you will not go into the new year sabotaging your new happiness, your new success, your new destiny. I told someone the other day, I'm tired. I'm very tired. I have been doing this for so long. And there are so many people who are so quick to give up, so quick to run back to what they know. It's not safe, it's not good for them, but it's what they know. So many of us, we live in this world of complacency. We live in this world of safety. We don't like change. We know we need it. We know we have to do it. But we don't want to be the ones to initiate it. We sit and we wait for someone else to make it all better for us. And maybe I'll touch on this topic a little bit tomorrow for the Sunday Morning Inspiration Show. But let me say this. There are so many people now, a little bit of a soft discussion going on. So many people now, we know the things about the change in this country. We know that, you know, we're living in uncertain times. We just don't know. Okay, we have that part. And then there's so many people who say God will take care of it. In other words, someone other than me will take care of it. And so many people getting upset by hearing the same lines and scripts over and over again. Someone went as far as to say the Bible says we're supposed to obey our masters. My immediate thought was, isn't that what got some of us in trouble in the first place? And I understand the concepts and all of that. Or women are supposed to be subservient to their husbands, their men, their this, their that. Ladies, and this right here is for the ladies. Let me tell you something. I run a corporation. I work hard. I'm back in school. I'm bettering myself. Right now I'm single, but I won't be forever. I'm not planning on it. I'm hoping that someone right will come along and I'll be able to have a best friend again. I can cook from scratch. I can take care of home. I can run my business. I can still allow my partner to be a man in the relationship. Something new. Some of us need to learn in the new year. You need to really start practicing that. 
no matter how independent you are, there are still some things cannot do yourself. And there are some things that he cannot do. He needs you for those and you need him for whatever it is that you will need him for. Next year, we'll get into these topics of the men who are intimidated by the women who are professionals or educated. That's a big one. Oh, my gosh. Why? I don't know. Now, there are some women who like to throw around their paper, which is just that paper, very expensive pieces of paper, but paper nonetheless. And some of you may be saying, well, I got mine in the heads rolling from side to side, sweetie. I have my paper, too. So you're not saying anything but a word. You're preaching to the different choir in the wrong church and everything else. It's paper. I used to tell some women at some of my speaking engagements, you talk about all of your paper. Don't go to the wall if you have an AA, a bachelor's, a master's, a doctorate, a PhD, don't you go get that AA. They might not stop that bullet. You might want to go and get your master's or above. See if that'll stop that bullet. I don't think it will. So we need to humble ourselves. Yes, we worked our butts off to get that paper. And we should be proud of our paper. But your paper is not your crown. Your actions make you queens. Gentlemen, your actions make you kings. It's not the paper that's hanging on the wall, trust me. I walk past my wall of fame all the time. All my awards and this and that. I have another section from that's dedicated to the things that I have that my son left with me. But the majority of the wall is all of my paper. And it's still paper. And in this hateful world that we live in, you know, some people who don't look like me with their high school education can get a job over me, occasions and the expertise. So don't get hung up on paper. Don't get hung up on titles. I was out one day and it was so funny and it felt so uncomfortable to me that I was being introduced to someone and she said, you know, this is C. Maria Wall. And the young lady who I was meeting, she said, the C. Maria Wall. You are the C. Maria Wall. I was like, well, yeah, I'm thinking so, maybe, unless there's more than one of me out there. Trust me, I'm getting to a point because I hate talking about negative, just the things that hurt us so much all the time. My point is that we have to be humble. Sometimes we get into bad situations because of our attitudes, because of our inflated self-worth, because of the way that we talk at not to people, because of the way that we look down upon people, not realizing that there's a whole stack of people that are looking down upon us too. I'm not better than anyone. Neither are you. But when you look in the mirror, that person you see is priceless to you. 
And you have to remember that. You have to take that into consideration. You have to know that you are worth more than staying in a worthless relationship and association. You are worth more than staying in a worthless relationship or association. And take pride in everything that you've accomplished. I did not say for you to ever ignore any of that because Lord knows I'm not going to ignore any of mine. And now I'm going to throw my, my titles and everything else around more so than ever because guess what? And this new regime that's coming and all this uncertainty, you use whatever you have that you have earned because now there's a whole stack of people out there that I know that have paid for degrees and titles and all this crap that don't mean a hill of beans in the real world. I've never seen so many of my associates become doctors overnight in my entire life with a piece of paper that they paid for that is not worth the paper that it's written on. But they are running around calling themselves, I'm Dr. So-and-so. They will never hear me call them Dr. Anything when I know that they paid for a sheet of paper from some fake institute. But they all jumped on the same bandwagon because, as I said before, the kings and queens of Carnady are out there. They're coming for us. So many people are hungry to be somebody, to belong. We have to be very careful. Oh, so very careful. who we are aligning with. For those of you who are older, be so very careful of the smooth talkers. Be very weary of the sensual songs from the serpent's lips. Know your worth is what I'm saying. Know your worth. But for those of you who are on top of your game right now, humble yourselves. All of these different things become a part of our problems. All of these simple things become reasons why. We end up in some really bad associations and relationships. You remember last week and maybe a couple of shows ago, I was saying that I was coming out of um, one of the big box stores and they have like the little restaurants inside. And this gentleman was there talking to a young lady. And I guess she had misread something on the menu. And this is why I talk about paper so much, because this, this, with this gentleman, now he had on this suit that was like a size or two too small, but he was degrading this young lady. And he kept saying, I'm educated. I got a college degree. And I got this. And you can't read a menu. And where do you see it on the menu? This, I'm educated. You got to get to where I am. I wanted to smack the taste out of his mouth, but for fear of touching his skin a little bit, it may help the buttons to pop off of his suit that was far too small, but he's educated. Ladies and gentlemen, don't fall for that. I'm going to say this. 
from an educated woman to other educated people out here, and those of you who don't consider yourselves educated, even though you are, because you may possess a skill that I could never do well. Education comes in more forms than getting that overpriced piece of paper on the wall. But don't you hook up with people for what they have. Make sure that you have your own. If you want to go back to school, so many people that I know, they tell me, I want to go back to school, but, 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 but. And then you get upset when some people do or someone who's close to you does. Then you want to catch an attitude. Let me tell you something. If it's something that you want to do, do it. You want to take up cooking? Take it up. It's not about being in competition with other people. It's not about having people who have everything that you want so you can live your dreams through their life because guess what? That's their life. A lot of times we get hooked up with the wrong people. Why? Because we're trying to live our dreams through them. Some of you stay in bad situations because you don't want to give up the fancy car that you didn't put, provide a penny towards, but you want to show off to everybody else. Some of you like having, oh, I'm dating Dr. So-and-so. Okay, and I still shop at Walmart. What is your point? And you can tell some people wait for you to give that, ooh, ah, ah, that's your new car, ooh, ah, ah, knowing that you don't work anywhere. But you have a brand new shiny upscale vehicle because he or she bought it for you. Really? And then you wonder why you're disrespected behind closed doors because your priorities are messed up. See, this is the part where we have a few minutes left and I'm getting real with you. Have about 20 minutes left? Not about 10 minutes. Bottom line is simple. Before you run out there and you start settling and compromising, make sure that you are your own bargaining chip. Make sure that you possess as close to everything that you want in someone else. That means if you have your own place, make sure they have theirs. You have your own car, make sure that they have theirs. Because next thing you know, you're running around carrying them everywhere. You have a job, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Make sure they have a job. You know, all of that trying to be cute and stuff, when you're younger, that's different. But some of us, we are 35 and older that listen to this program. And young people, have yours before you run out there and try to do the hookup scene. So many times, you ever hear people talk about that when they're not evenly yoked, as they put it? Nothing to be said about that. Naturally, everything I say is just talk. If you want to try something different in the new year, again, what's these shows about? Change. When you expect more from yourself, you will expect more from others. As long as you compromise yourself and you dehumanize yourself, you attract what you do.
do in your own personal space. You will attract everything that you believe, see, and feel about yourself. That's why I tell people, if you have no self-esteem or very low self-esteem, don't go out there looking for a hookup because you are going to attract any and everything wrong in your life. Yes, my ex. He played that role very well. And he is an educated bum. Played that role very well. But guess what? When I discovered that the person who I loved didn't exist, and he had, you'd have to listen to the old shows to hear that whole story of how we began and how we ended up in divorce. But trust me, I meant more to me for a host of reasons. He helped me. Every negative thing that happened helped me to get to this point to be with you now. Yes, he was educated. I love a man with a beautiful mind, but he's an educated bum. He had to go. Yes, the person who was such a gentleman became demon in the den. He had to go. When I saw so many people after the fact who told me that they saw a change in me and they saw that I just didn't smile anymore and I didn't, and nobody did anything, guess what? I had to distance myself from all of those people too. Because if you didn't even have enough wherewithal, I didn't want to get involved. I thought, you know, wasn't my place. Well, you guess what? Same people that have called me over the years to help them when it wasn't my place or I had no care in anything. But all of a sudden, when the tables are turned, when you find yourself, when people show you who they are, believe them. You've heard this before. It's not nothing new. I didn't coin that phrase. But when people show you who they are, believe them. Get the right people in your corner, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Get the right people in your corner that can help you get out. As I said before, tomorrow on a Sunday morning, inspiration show we're going to talk about helping me to understand why you won't move but until then guess what I pray each and every one of you enough I pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days I also pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully I pray you enough smiles to turn the frown you've been carrying around upside down but most of all I pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door or coming your way from this very moment and beyond. You want to get involved with us? There's several ways over on Facebook. Our open urban group is Focused Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success, where almost every discussion goes within reason and respect. Our professional group is Focused Females Global. If you're ready for that change and you don't know how to get started, check us out. We are there to help you. And if we find that you're not ready for that step, we will provide you with the resources to get you prepared for the next leg of your journey. Our websites are focusfemalesglobal.com, 
cmariawall.com. All of our websites have contact forms there. Reach out to us. Our phone number is 202-618-2556. And before the end of the year, I will be continuing to reach out to all of the messages and phone calls. We do have a backlog, but we are getting to them on a daily basis. And I am reaching out as well. So you may get a call from me or one of our other uh, workers or administrators. But we're, we are going to get to each and every one. For those of you like pen and paper, too. Oh, wrong. I was going to give you my phone number again. It's Post Office Box 272 in Randallstown, Maryland, 21133. We are here for you. And just so you know, all of our programs are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated. That's an IRS-approved and recognized tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit. We welcome your support in any way possible, product, service, or monetary donation. All of your donations are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of current laws here in the United States. So until next time, be well, be blessed. Continue to pay it and pray it forward. I'm C. Maria Wall. I will see you here tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the Sunday Morning Inspiration Show, where we'll talk about helping me to understand why you are staying in that relationship with that woman or man who's no good for you. So we're getting there, people. I'm going to be all over the place, and I'm throwing all types of scenarios at you. We're into this lightning round now. I don't want to leave any stone unturned. So until next time, have a wonderful remainder of this beautiful weekend wherever you are. And I'll see you tomorrow, same place, at 8 a.m. for the Sunday Morning Inspiration. Until then, be well. As we begin, we will end with Tori Lee's finally. I'll see you soon. One more thing I wanted to share with you. For those of you who are in the military or who have served, I found a wonderful site. It's called Battle Buddy Info. It's created by caregivers for servicemen and women and their families and, of course, their caregivers. So the bottom line is if you check out battle-buddy.info, they have a lot of resources there to help those of you in the military who are serving or have served and your families. So go to battle-buddy.info. That's battle-buddy.info. I will see you again tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.